0: love you talk, but hate the ads? Well, if you listen on Apple Podcasts now, you can listen to season two ad-free for 99 cents. To do so, go to the You Talk homepage and click the subscribe button. If you don't know how to get there, there's a link in the show notes. Your subscription also helps me continue to create great content. There are three ways you can continue to support this podcast. One is by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. If you share on social media, tag at YouTalk2020 so I can repost and show you some love. Number two, you can support us financially by throwing us a few coins on anchor.fm slash YouTalk2020. The third way you can support us is by giving us a great review on whatever platform you listen. I appreciate it all, and I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: I had this dream to finish my degree, and I did not want to be a statistic. You know, everyone would say because I had a baby young that I wouldn't finish my degree, you know, or my children would suffer academically. But my children are bright children, you know, they have honor roll and ap classes one is enrolled in college one will be enrolled in college soon but is able to do dual degree i think it is or i forgot what that's called when they're in high school and they can take some of the college classes but he's that bright and they don't struggle at all academically but if i let statistics define me and define their future then i would have just fell into that but i refuse to be a statistic I don't I didn't care if I had to take one class a semester I was getting out of college.
0: Our stories are what make us unique, but they're also what connect us as human beings. It's time to stop talking and start listening. This is You Talk, I'll Listen with Shannon Chapman. The Pew Research Center says that the U.S. has the world's highest rate of children living in single-parent households, and that number has been rising. Almost a quarter of kids under 18 in the U.S. live with one parent. Parenting in a two-parent household is difficult, so I can only imagine how difficult it is when there's only one parent. My guest this week, Kanita, was a single mom of two boys that has turned her experience into a blessing for other single parents. Kenita, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So, let's just start at the beginning. How did you and your oldest son's father meet?
1: Okay. So we're going to go back. Okay. I was, I think, maybe 19, almost 20. And I just ended a relationship with a long, long boyfriend in high school. And I had a girlfriend also that ended her relationship. So we were on the rebound. We like, we're going to find somebody else. And it was the Battle of the Bands that we go to every year. And we decided that we were going to go and we were going to find us a new man. <laughs> so we got down to, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere downtown. I'm so, my memory is so bad, but I can't remember where it was. But anyway, we went and we were just circling the the stadium, just walking trying to see who was there and just, you know, mingling and, you know, you get stopped here and there. And I got stopped a couple of times, but it wasn't nobody I was really interested in or really liked from a physical appearance type thing. And I said, you know what? We're going to circle this one last time and see if we see anybody. If we don't, we just going to let it go and just watch the little battle and go home. And I went One last time, and I felt this hand grab my hand. And I looked back, and I saw this handsome, tall, chocolate man. And I was like, you know what, girl? We got to go back. We got got to go back (laughs) because I had walked past him. And um, I went back, and I got his number, and that's where it began. So what was your relationship like? What were your
0: intentions for
1: that relationship? You know, the relationship was good. You know, he was a great guy, had a really good job, and he was very focused on his job. But I was in school, and I was very focused on school. And everything that I wanted to do was around school. I just felt like my life would be complete once I got my degree, everything would turn around. And he wasn't quite going that same direction. So I was trying to get him to go the direction that I was going so that he could also be successful, quote unquote, like I was going to be successful, but he had a better job than me <laughs> and had better income than me. And so I just figured right away that he was going to be the man I was going to marry, you know, because we got along. I liked his friends. He laughed about my friends. You know, he called him ratchet, but we won't tell nobody. <laughs> and, um, you know, we got along. My family loved him. His family loved me. And so in my mind, we were getting married and, and we went down that trajectory, but I just made a decision as I grew to not go through with the engagement because I felt like I was going down more of a spiritual path and I thought long term, I may not be happy. And so he was having a home built for me. He was, you know, I had my two carat ring and I was coming out of the projects at this time and I let it all go. And everybody thought I was an idiot, complete idiot. But we remained friends and raised our kids together with no problem. Were your pregnancies planned? You know, that is a good question. I can honestly say the first pregnancy I'm thinking, you know, they always say that when you're not preventing that you're planning, right? And I was preventing, but I was also having conversations with the boy's father, I was saying, you know, we're going to get married. And I always wanted to be a young mom. My mom had me at 20. And as naive as I was about the struggles she had, I didn't really realize that she had so many struggles. I just thought she was fun. And it was fun having this mom that was young and could grow up with me. And I wanted that same thing. You know, I wanted to be a young mom. So in my mind, I thought, I'm going to have a baby at 20 and 21 too, like my mom. She begged me, urged me not to have a baby at a young age, you know. But I was just like, you know, I'm going to be like her. I'm going to have a baby when I'm young. So I had this conversation with my boyfriend at the time. And I was telling him, you know, we're going to get married. And, you know, I think we should be young parents and just making these these plans, and and he went along with it, but we didn't necessarily say, let's get pregnant right now, but pretty much, we were thinking we were going to do this, all right, for the first one, so my son, Drayden, was pretty much planned, but not planned, if that makes sense, um, Marcus, absolutely not planned, um, I was devastated when I found out about him, <laughs> sorry, Marcus, but um, absolutely not, I was completely depressed when I found out about Marcus, <laughs> But Dre, I I could say in some ways, he probably was, you know, a thought in my mind at that time.
0: Did you have any fears or reservations about splitting up with their dad and becoming a single mom?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the thing with our relationship is their father was always around and there, but we didn't live together. So we lived in separate households. And You know, for a while, when I first had my son, I lived at home before I moved out. You know, so he lived with his mom. I lived with my mom. We didn't live together. And we did everything in separate households. But he lived on the completely different end of town. You know, he was down on the south side in Riverdale, and I was in Marietta. So we only saw each other really one day during the week and on the weekends. So here I was going to school and working two jobs with a kid, and that was just, it was stressful. And even when I moved out, I moved to downtown based on income housing because that's all I could afford and still raise my children or my son at that time. And um, I did not live with him because I just didn't believe in just living with the man before I was married. So I didn't live with him. So he still kind of came around once or twice a week and on the weekends. So theoretically, I was a single parent anyway, even though he contributed financially even though, you know, he was there and willing to help out. If I need anything, I could ask him for it and he would do it. I still had the brunt of the responsibility of raising my son for day to day. So splitting up with him in terms of a relationship really didn't change the dynamics of my everyday life with my son, if that makes sense.
0: What were some of your biggest challenges as a single parent? What was your mindset like on a daily basis?
1: I think that answer is twofold. Primarily, most single parents struggle with time. So the overwhelming sense of not having enough time and trying to accomplish so much is something that I think every single parent goes through. You just don't have the time. So you have to learn how to time manage very efficiently and effectively if you are going to try to accomplish anything outside of being a mother. you know, Even with being a mother, you need to have efficient time (laughs) to spend time and talk to your kids. And so a lot of it was, I felt a lot of mommy guilt in the beginning because I had my son and I was going to school and I was doing this for him. But after you go to school and you work two jobs and you get home, all you have to give is, let me give you dinner. Let me put you in the bath. And let me put you to bed so I can go study and go to sleep myself. It's like a a rerun of my life. And so I think a lot of it was just feeling like I needed more time or I needed more hands to help me. And I couldn't afford a nanny, of course. Of course. And, you know, their dad was just like, let me know if you need anything. OK, but I need something every day and you can't be here every day. So what, what do we do? So that was it. And of course, a financial strain, but the financial strain wasn't necessarily solely because of the children. I think even if I didn't have children, I probably would have less of a financial strain, but I still didn't make enough to make ends meet because of the particular jobs I had. So I wouldn't say that it's only because of my children that I had a financial strain, but it certainly was more expensive than what I would have had had they not been around.
0: You mentioned living in special housing, income-based housing. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. receive any other support or assistance like uh, financial or child care? Or did you just say, well, I just got to figure it out on my
1: own? Well, no, I definitely, I tried to receive some assistance that was out there. Um, originally, I was attending a two-year college. And I wanted to transfer to a four-year college with my degree in biology at the time, I believe, for I was pre-med. And so when I had my son, I decided, you know what, being pre-med and residency may not be realistic. If I want to raise my son, my parents had offered to raise him while I was in school. And I said, no, you know, I want to raise him. So I ended up getting in based on income housing in downtown Atlanta. And it's not the most ideal. You know, it was very unsafe. But it was what I could afford. And so that was one assistance. But with that, I had the opportunity to get food stamps for a very brief moment of time. I think I got two hundred dollars if that. And I went to save right and made that work. And that was great. But childcare, it seems that as if at first they gave me childcare maybe for a semester or so, and then they realize you're at a two-year college, we can't assist you because you're getting an associate's degree. If you were getting a certificate or a diploma, we would give you help. And I just remember thinking that is so backwards. I'm getting an actual bachelor's degree and you're not going to help me with childcare because I'm getting a degree. And they cut my childcare assistance off. And so at that point, it was me and his father paying a hundred plus a week for, you know, for him to go to school. But outside of the based on income and the small amount of food stamps that I got for a brief moment of time, that was all the assistance I could receive and I didn't know about much of anything else that was out there for working single parents in school.
0: Cuz I hear all the time people talking about single mothers and how they try to make single mother a career. Right. Like they're not trying to do anything. They get food stamps or whatever, and then they just live off of that. But it sounds like you were actually trying and you could not get the assistance that you actually needed right. to better your life.
1: Right. It's, it boils down to no matter how good I budget, no matter how polished I am, if I'm at a job and they only pay me $10 an hour and I have child care that's $140 plus a week. I have food. I have tuition. I have a car note. I have all of the responsibilities of a regular basic household. Once you add up that income minus taxes and whatever else I'm paying for, books and all of these other things, you don't have anything to spare. And you really don't make enough to make ends meet. So you can't save. And a lot of people can say, "Well, that's a choice that you made," and maybe so. But what about those that were married when they had children and then got a divorce, and now they have to figure out what to do with their life because they are single parents? Maybe they were staying at home taking care of the family, and now they have to figure out what their career is going to be. So it it was just a matter of not making enough, period, to be able to handle everything. And every decision that I made was the best decision that I could have made for the situation. You know, I, it wasn't ideal to live downtown and based on income housing, but I wanted to have something that I could afford and have my son with me. I didn't want to live with anybody. I wanted to be responsible. So I lived in downtown based on income housing for two years. You know, I made that sacrifice and decision because I figured I only had two years left of school. I'll be done with this in two years. It's a small sacrifice, right? You know, I drove cars that I paid for cash without car notes. I made all of the logical, wise decisions, but I still, at the end of the day, didn't make enough money. So that was that was the whole issue right there. And I think that's the issue for a lot of single parents is they're not lazy. They're working. They're doing what they need to do. They're trying to make sound financial decisions, but they're still in a position where economically they don't make enough, especially as African-American women. They don't make what a white male may make in the same career field with the same experience. And so they're already shortchanged as it is. And when you remove degree from that, we're talking pennies.
0: Did you ever get discouraged and think about
1: just quitting and trying to do something else? Absolutely. All the time, (laughs) every year. And and in fact, I did end up switching my major from pre-med, you know, as I said, to nursing. I got through to I think my junior year in nursing when I realized I was pregnant with my youngest son at the time. And so I decided to switch my major to healthcare administration because I had some restrictions after having him and you can't have restrictions for clinicals. So I did make some changes with my career field, but it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree because I was going part-time consistently instead of full-time and needing to work some of my hours and needing to you know have some more time for the kids, it took me a lot longer you know to finish so definitely I wanted to quit I wanted to give up but the thing that kept me going was I know a lot of people would say just you know the kids kept me going and yes that's obvious but it wasn't just that the kids kept me going I had this dream to finish my degree and I did not want to be, A statistic. You know, everyone would say because I had a baby young that I wouldn't finish my degree, you know, or my children would suffer academically. But my children are bright children. You know, they have honor roll and AP classes. One is enrolled in college, one will be enrolled in college soon, but is able to do dual degree, I think it is, or I forgot what that's called when they're in high school and they can take some of the college classes. But he's that bright and they don't struggle at all academically. But if I let statistics define me and define their future, then I would have just fell into that. But I refuse to be a statistic. I don't I didn't care if I had to take one class a semester. I was getting out of college. So that is really what what drove me is people telling me that I wouldn't make it. That's what made me believe that I would. And that's what kept me going. Do you think that
0: living in a single parent household had any effect on your boys?
1: You know, I asked myself that question several times, and I think, I don't think so just because that was their norm from the beginning. They never had Dad and I in the house together. And when they saw us operating, we operated as one family unit. So he would come by or I would bring them there, and we were friends, you know, his significant other, you know, he got married and we were all friends. I got married and his mother was at my wedding and calling my husband, you know, son-in-law, you know, it's just we all operated as a big family. So they don't know the bickering, the fighting, the you can't see my kids because you didn't do this or whatever. I never made them a pawn in my relationship. To each person, they have their own responsibility to do what they need to do financially for their family. But for me, I felt like as long as the kid's father was taking care of them, I was not going to involve the judicial system in my financial situation between he and I. So we just split everything up. And if it was something that I couldn't afford, I would ask him to do it, and he just did it. He put the kids on his insurance. And we had a support system. Their godmother, she would come and get clothes, too, every fall and spring, you know, or help with dental bills. So we just kind of worked it out. We didn't involve child support. We didn't involve the judge. We just said, you know what, these are our kids. We're going to be in their life, you know, and this is what we're going to do together. And so I don't think that they felt that anything was odd because we didn't make it odd, I guess I would say. And to this day, when they do have accomplishments and we have family things, their dad is there. And with my family, their grandparents are there and, you know, all of us are just one big happy family. And that's what they expect now. They think that's the norm. So I think it's all about what you create for your children. I don't see that they had much scarring done because we weren't together. Of course, I I know that they probably wanted us to be together, but we just— we made them realize that nothing would change in regards of how they saw family, and I think that's what helped them the most. That village was working. Mm-hmm. The village was working, girl. It was working. So, what was the positive
0: of going through this situation? What is the blessing in disguise?
1: Good question. I think I I really learned my strength from going through this situation. You know, just Looking back at it now, I don't know how I did it. I honestly don't think that I could do it today, you know, with just everything that I had to endure to make sure that the boys were okay, that I was okay, and um, it definitely was a stressful situation, and it took a lot of toll on me, but it also gave me the premise for what I do today as well. Um I started off, like I said, I got my degree, but I got a degree in healthcare administration and I was thriving in that degree. I had um, three satellite offices under me and over 150 employees and most of them were single parent nursing students. And they would be in my office a lot of a lot of them a lot of times, and they would ask, you know, how would you get through nursing school? What did you do? And so I found myself kind of mentoring people without really trying to mentor people. And that led me to my passion today, which is um, I am a founder and president of a nonprofit called um, Helping Other People Be Empowered. And the name we go by is Hope Inc. And we help single parents that are in college um, working towards an associate's or bachelor's degree. And we provide them rent assistance and childcare assistance up to $400 a month, as well as financial training because, you know, A lot of things we just didn't know growing up because our parents didn't know and they didn't really teach us. So we tried to get our parents on board with eliminating debt, not having a lot of student loans and things like that while they're in this program so that when they do make more money, they're able to make better financial decisions. And we also offer you know, free counseling for them through licensed counselors because being a single parent is stressful and just having that mental health is important, especially in the black community because we don't go to counselors and we need to make sure that we that we see things differently when it comes to our mental health. So we provide that as well as a kind of social service standpoint. So if there's a need that we don't provide in our basic cores, then we try to work with donors and social workers to get them what they need. So if they need a car, You know, we've had our participants donated a car before, I think about six or so. So we want to be the one-stop shop for the single parent. You know, it's nothing worse than when you really need help and you have a long paper of resources to call and you can never get anyone on the phone and all of that. So we like to try to make sure that we provide something that our single parents can actually use on a regular basis, and we do this for the longevity of them being in school. So if they are in school for an associate's degree, then we help them for two years consistently. If they're in a four-year degree, then we help them for four years, and it just helps really provide what they need. A lot of single-parent organizations out there, you know, they give you parenting classes or you know nutrition classes, and that's great, and we need them. But if I can't pay my bills and I can't pay rent, I'm not trying to come to your building to sit for an hour and listen to you tell me how to parent my kids when I probably am a good parent already. I just need some help, you know? So I figure, what we offer is really what people need and can get through, you know, this, this hump that they're in and make it to, to the other side. So I think, What I went through personally gave me the advantage to actually start a program that meets the needs and is effective. And we have had so many people graduate because of this, just this idea to start this program. So I think out of it came the blessing to pay it forward and help someone else and um, just see my life not be in vain.
0: If there is a single parent Mm -hmm. out there looking for assistance, how can they get in touch with you and
1: apply for the services that you offer with Hope? Well, the best way for them to get in touch with us is to go to our website. If you go to H as in Harry, O as in Oliver, P as in Paul, B as in boy, e as an elephant.org, you can go to the apply page and there's an online application there. You need to make sure you're eligible and there'll be an eligibility form there for you to fill out to make sure that you are eligible. And once you get past that form, you can apply online and then we go through the process there. But I truly would encourage you because we're actually accepting applications right now. So if you are in need of rent or childcare assistance and you're in school and you're just trying to figure it out, I would certainly encourage you to go to our website, look through some of the eligibility questions, and see if you're eligible to apply.
0: And what about if somebody is listening and they want to donate some things to help single
1: parents? They can do the same thing. They can go to our website and go to our contact form, um, or if they want to donate just a monetary contribution, they can go to the donate page on our website as well.
0: All right. So, last question. What is your best piece of advice that you would give
1: to a single parent who might be struggling right now? Hmm. I think the best piece of advice I would give is to not become a statistic. I think that's the advice that I took. That's what got me out of out of college. It got me through in my career. It helped me to be a better parent because My boys were not going to be a statistic. And I just felt like when you think of it that way, then that can apply to so many different areas of your life. You know, don't be a statistic when it comes to your faith and your belief. Don't be a statistic when it comes to what people think about you, whether you're a minority, whether you're not a minority. You know, just don't become that status quo. But be different. You know, dare to be different. And dare to just beat against the odds and not allow anyone to define who you are. You know, don't let anyone give you labels and titles because of decisions that have happened to you or that you made because you don't have to end up being what the status quo is.
0: Well, thank you, Kenita, for letting me talk to you today.
1: Absolutely.
0: And hopefully this was good information for somebody who's listening.
1: Yeah, I hope y'all weren't too bored out there. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Stay tuned for the mic drop moment. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Go to the link in our show notes to shop up to 35% off site wide. That's the link in our show notes up to 35% off site wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And guess what? It's free. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's time for the mic drop, y'all. The first thing that came to mind as I listened to Kanita's story is the assumptions that people make about single mothers. When you hear someone say that she's a single mother, what are your assumptions? My guess would be maybe she's black, she's uneducated, she's living off welfare and food stamps. Maybe you assume that the father's not around or is a deadbeat, that the kids are bad, or maybe they get neglected. These are all stereotypes. However, we have to realize that everybody's story does not look like that. And also, if yours looks similar, you don't have to let other people's assumptions or statistics define who you are and what you become. Kenita's story is an example of that. She was determined to succeed despite the odds and not fall into those statistics. It took her 10 years to finish her first degree, and she now has multiple degrees, runs her own nonprofit, and is even an ordained minister and a published author of multiple books. Her kids are thriving and she's no longer a single mother. Also, her son's dad dispels this myth that black fathers are not involved in their kids' lives. He's been there, not only financially, but physically present in their lives since birth and continues to support them. Yes, an absent father is part of someone's story, but in a lot of cases it's not, and we should not assume this is the case or that the father is black if he is absent. It also can't be assumed that poor choices are the cause of someone becoming a struggling single parent. In some cases, a spouse may have passed away or a person was forced to get divorced for whatever reasons. And even if someone did find him or herself in this situation because of bad choices, you still can't judge. If you've never made a bad decision in your life, please raise your hand. Mine is down, by the way. The more productive question is did you learn from the bad decision? I loved how Kenita talked about her boys' village. Part of the reason for the boys' success has been the support they have from both sides of the family. Though Kanita and their dad are both married to other people, they still operate as one family unit and do what's necessary for the kids. As humans, we often wonder why things happen to us but I think that Kanita figured out why she had to go through this situation. It fueled her to create Hope Inc. And without that experience, she would not have the understanding that she does about what these single parents need and what they're going through. She was working two jobs, going to school and taking care of two kids to try to provide a better life for her family but she couldn't get the help she needed. Her organization provides parents, like her, the little extra support they need to be able to overcome the statistics. It's hard to pull yourself up by the bootstraps when you can't afford the boots. The kids in these single-parent households have nothing to do with their parents' choices or circumstances, but they may be most affected a single parent has the same desires as any other parents to be able to provide opportunity for their children to grow and to prosper. And one of the best parts about a parent being able to level up is the positive effects that it has on the kids. So if this episode touches you in some way, I encourage you to click the link in the show notes and visit Hope Inc.'s website to help a family be able to afford that pair of boots they need to be able to pull up by the straps. Race and Blessings.